I've been reading up on the career of one Matthew Philip Prater. Uh, showed Ian the, the, the almost glorious moment last night. The highlights. Um, and he's actually got an interesting career. He's kind of the bad boy of kicking. Yeah, I mean, he threw that touchdown against Green Bay. In fake 2020. Are we um, recording? Because I'm recording. Yes, yeah. I am. I'm talking about how I've been reading up on the career of one Matthew Philip Prater, Ooh. the kicker for the Detroit Lions, who is also my kicker in mine and Andrew's Madden franchise, who last night almost had uh, the greatest run by a kicker in NFL history uh, <laughs> on a fake field goal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe. I'm sorry. When you say run, do you mean he was on a hot streak with kicking? Or do you no, mean that? Run. Oh. He physically was running for his life trying to score a two-point <laughs> conversion uh, on a fake field goal on a two-point conversion, which makes no sense because if you in the NFL nowadays, since they moved the extra point back, if you go for the two-point conversion, it's from the two-point line or from the two-yard line. But if you like say you're going to kick a field goal, it moves it back to the 15. Mm-hmm. So now you're making your your two-point conversion way more difficult by doing a fake. Um, Although, I wonder if you say we're faking it, and then you line up in just extra point formation, and then run a fake. Is that legal? I don't know how they'd work that. Anyway, um, so yeah, he was running for his life. A linebacker and a, and a cornerback were just right there, ready to destroy him. And he just pulls this fucking Lamar Jackson pullback juke move, and they <laughs> slam into each other, and he has a clear path to the end zone. And Adrian fucking Amos ran him down as he was reaching for the goal. He was reaching the ball across the goal line, and Adrian Amos knocks it out, or Amos knocks it out and fumbles it. And he had a chance to potentially dive on it and still score. But uh, alas, the Packers recovered, and Matthew Philip Prater was denied one of the greatest highlights of any kicker ever. And this man, this is a man, keep in mind, that has the record for longest field goal ever made in NFL history. And I maintain that that would be his greatest moment, <laughs> scoring on that two-point conversion with 30 seconds left in a meaningless game where he was up by almost 60 points. Jesus Christ. Andrew, what are you doing? Yeah. Andrew has regressed in his Madden I don't, wh- I don't know what happened. For, fourth quarter, Andrew kind of got it together. I think it was third quarter when you started putting it together. I think I was up 56-0 in the third quarter, and then you scored 21 unanswered. There there was a, a series of events where the, the third quarter was happening, and uh, I intercepted uh, Robert Griffin III, uh, you know, who was Ryan's quarterback, um, then had like a long touchdown pass. Next possession, Ryan had the ball. I think I then forced him to fumble. And yeah. I got the ball back, and then I immediately threw a pick. And then, like, two plays later, Ryan threw another pick, and then I had, like, a long touchdown pass. And, like, what, what, I, I scored and then 20 I think points. I punted, and then you scored again. It was yeah. 21 unanswered. Yeah. Like, so there was, a, there was a stretch there. And I, I'm telling you, I was not changing anything. I was doing yeah. the same game plan on both offense and defense, and you just figured it out for a brief glimpse and then lost it again. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like that uh five or six possession streak where I think I had three interceptions and then also threw two interceptions but also <laughs> threw three touchdowns and then also recovered a fumble. I 
Ryan, do you have Tecmo Bowl's Bo Jackson on your team, or how are you just uh, how? He's just he's just gonna watch our me. game. Okay. At some point. Yeah. yeah, fair. It's I don't know. It's I I run a very efficient offense, uh, yeah. and its limitation right now is RG three, like who I purposefully know is limited but i wanted to make him like the god mvp because he was my favorite player when he was a rookie and his career got derailed by just horrendous management by the washington football team and he's never been the same player since so i'm trying to basically return him to glory knowing full well that madden is rating him properly as he is as a player in real life (laughs) so Doing my fucking best. Although I did look up his injury rating and it's 85. So it's just, that's the one thing that Madden has completely fucked with him. Like his it, it should injury be like rating. It, it should honestly, yeah, be like 50. Like really, really low. Because he, he is absolutely the most injury prone player in the NFL because of his injury history. Uh, and and like he's definitely a thin guy. Like he's he's got a sprinter's body. He's not uh, your stereotypical football player. So, but yeah. Uh, that's that's basically my only limitation. Everything else is just, I run a tight ship, man. That's that's uh, that's what I do. Because what it end up being eighty one to twenty seven or something? Yeah. Just twisting the so. knife. Yeah. yeah. And we it was, it was pretty rough. And we are twisting the knife into twenty twenty with the last episode of the quarantine cast of this year. Episode ever. <laughs> the last quarantine cast ever. Because quarantine will be done. We have a vaccine that nobody's taking. This will be over with in no time. Uh, Episode (laughs) 194 of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on December 31st, 2020. I'm hesitant to ask this question after what our banana conversation turned into yesterday, but is this podcast in agreement that the decade started with 2020? None of this 2021 is the actual start of a new decade bullshit. Oh, boy. I, I don't think I've heard that take. I don't think I've heard that. was a really that, common take. Really? I, I have is not that heard the millennia that start, Like, right. for example, the millennia started in 2001 is, yeah, like the, right. the take. Yeah. Which then makes 2001 to 2010 the first decade of the of 21st, or the, of the, Second millennia, I guess, third third millennia. Yeah, I, I've actually uh, and heard then it 2011 both ways. to 2020, which you know, like of course, decade. if if you go by the Gregorian calendar, there is no year zero, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. And so th- that's, that's what that's what it's one, based on. Sh- yeah, so it should go what one one to, one to zero, zero, not zero to nine. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. If someone says the twenties, or if yeah, if someone says the twenties. They would. It would be weird if you include events from the year 2030 in it. <laughs> so I, I I agree with Lucas, but also I guess I'm not like abhorred of like oh man these fucking ingrates <laughs> like these these low level idiots these fucking it's one of those small things. brain. Yeah, I I have not put any thought into this whatsoever, and I think it's one of those things that I, the people that do put a lot of thought into this are. I, they need to find something else to do. <laughs> it's it's not that big of a deal, whichever way you think about it. Yeah. Uh, more Matt Prater facts. Oh, uh, Jesus. Well, he was with the Denver Broncos recent or shortly after re-signing his contract on July 29th, 2011. Uh, at 3 a.m. on August 2nd, 
He was arrested and charged with a DUI at a hotel while in the company of a female employee of Shotgun Willie's, a local Glendale strip club. God damn. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's the bad boy of kicking. I got a lot of these. <laughs> In 2014, Prater began the season with a four-game suspension for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy, and then oh, he was so released by the Broncos. Per- not performance-enhancing drug policy, the substance abuse policy? Yep. <laughs> Which he was then subsequently released by the Broncos, and this was after uh, his greatest season of football by far, where he broke the record for 64 yards, or where he kicked a 64-yard field goal, which is the longest field goal in NFL history to this day, uh, set the NFL record for most extra points in a single season, uh, converted all four field goal attempts, beating the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. And they won that game 26-16. to 16, So mm. his 12 points were what won that game in theory. <laughs> um, yeah, like he had a great fucking season. One year later, uh, fucking gets, a, gets suspended and then cut. Do we know what he was using? Because that was still like surprisingly uh you know because it wasn't that long ago but still surprisingly that was far enough away in time that that was back when everyone still thought of weed as like equivalent to cocaine and heroin well he's been in a in the he was in the league's like substance abuse program because of Mm. his dui so i think he was on he was probably on some sort of probation and he violated it and that's where the suspension came from it's saying alcohol related so okay okay got it alcohol that would make sense um, yeah, he's like the fucking bad boy of kicking. He's a, he's a fucking kicker who just fucks hoes and yeah. gets blitzed. Gets arrested with car. strippers in his car yeah. and like then gets fucking wasted and has to get suspended and move to Detroit because of it. I am the best kicker in the NFL. That means I can live my life like a, the average NFL player. <laughs> the best kicker in the NFL gets to be like, you know... Just our run-of-the-mill wide receiver. <laughs> um, that did inspire a question in me, though. Do we think uh, kickers are the least juiced position in the NFL? Probably, Ju- yeah. Juiced is in On like, uh, like performance-enhancing muscular. Drugs? Yeah. No, I, I was thinking muscular like, or using performance-enhancing drugs. Performance-enhancing drugs, or um, mm. I, mm, I'd say long snappers. Okay, because yeah. they're if you're long... if you're gonna say performance-enhancing drugs, I'd say long snappers. If you're gonna go by like pure muscle mass, then yeah, probably. No, kickers. no, obviously kickers like are small. Uh, because I that's mean, such a there's special... punters and yeah. like I said, long snappers. Corners are usually okay. not Cause... exactly fucking swole. Well, because like you'll every once in a while find like a a punter or a kicker that is just super jacked, but that's because they have access to tons of money and the best workout equipment on the fucking planet and, and trainers. lots of time yeah, yeah and like they, they, they're not jacked because their position requires it it's because that's just what they're they want for to funsies. do with their time yeah, yeah. they want to be big why not I, I think a lot of people would do it if they had that opportunity yeah. and that access uh, you you have to go to practice and there are only so many practice kicks you can do in a session you gotta yeah. you gotta you actually that shouldn't yeah yeah you shouldn't be kicking for the full like two hour practice you're gonna fucking kick out your leg like you, need yeah. to, mm-hmm. you definitely need to be yeah like more uh more. careful about that there's I'm a gonna hard limit on that five times and then i'm going to do ab crunches for the next three hours <laughs> <laughs> on my on my high school football team we had one kicker who was like a really good all-conference kicker. He'd been kicking for the team since he was a freshman, and he was my age. He was in my class. Oh, and he also played linebacker and fullback. And like he never, he wasn't the starting linebacker and fullback, but he did drills with those position groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had another kicker. <laughs> 
who was the backup kicker who did not have a second position. Mm. And let's just say that kicker uh, did not have any respect from the team. And it wasn't that he was the backup kicker. It was that he literally would sit around on the sidelines kicking a ball while we all... (laughs) Ran around and like did drills and shit, including the starting kicker. I, well, <laughs> mm, kicker, mm, kickers are the first position to be running laps. This is weird. Yeah, uh, like literally, the the starting kicker, he didn't give a fuck. He was also a hockey player. He was actually a hockey goalie, and that was what he ended up going to college. Like he did college hockey shit. as a goalie and shit. Um, but he, he, like, didn't really care about, like, camps and shit like that, even though, dude, he had, like, an insane leg. In seventh grade, he was on my football team. He kicked a 64-yard punt <laughs> as a seventh grader. Oh, my God. Like, sure, it bounced and gave him, like, an extra 10 yards, but, like, NFL punters kick at that distance. Like, he, and as a seventh, as a fucking, what, 13-year-old, he did that. Huh? So he had an unbelievable leg, but he didn't give a fuck. He didn't go to any of the camps or anything like that. Didn't try to get recruited. The backup kicker was going to all these camps and, like, trying to get ranked and shit like shit. that. And was getting some attention, but he didn't even start. <laughs> and he would just dick around kicking the ball on the sideline. So, like, yeah, there was definitely... A varying level mm. of respect for kickers, in my experience, oh. um, and in the pros, I'm sure it's a little different because they're a true specialist, and even in college. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a weird culture in football. Uh, high school teams almost never have like dedicated kickers, right? It's they're the kicker and also some other position. I think it was coming up more often as I was leaving. Oh, like okay. uh, there would be bet, like a soccer big... player. I bet big like football high schools in like yeah maybe big like in Texas have that. okay where it's like super competitive or like private schools where they can like recruit players maybe but it, it was I would say it was coming up more often as I was leaving like the year after I left the kicker was a converted soccer player who like his senior year was just like fuck it I don't want to play soccer like I'll go kick and he definitely only kicked and he took the starting job from the backup kicker who was one year younger <laughs> I think he. I think the backup kicker ended up being the starting punter, and then the converted soccer player was the starting kicker. But um, yeah, that was. The, and I remember like, oh, Derek Weber's the the kicker now. Like, didn't he play soccer? That's kind of weird. So like, I think it was becoming more of a thing because maybe people were just like, I don't know, I'll just dick around and kick a football. But yeah, historically, it's usually some big dude because they just have the strongest leg. Nah. So it's just like whatever. Like, it'll, I would say the most common position who would also play kicker was a, like a running back, fullback, or a linebacker. Like the the big athletic positions would usually be the team's kicker as well because they just had the strongest leg. So, yeah. Fair. I don't know. So it was fun seeing like number 44, the kicker, and then his just massive shoulder pads and like a face mask that's like covered. And it's very different from when you see in the pros, the kicker being far and away the smallest player on the field. So, yeah. I don't know. It's it was it was it's interesting. I wonder. I'd have to look into how how that's happening in high school nowadays. Ryan, what was the asshole uh, private school in your your school's athletic conference? For Andrew and I, it was Xavier, and they can go fuck themselves. Sure, we didn't have an asshole uh, asshole. <laughs> we didn't have an asshole, <laughs> asshole private school. <laughs> the only private school in so we were in the Badger North conference, and then there was the Badger South conference, which was like our sister conference. So we would play all of our out-of-conference games against the Badger South. So that was like three games. So we would kind of... It was almost like... Um, what's it called? 
mm, I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, basically you'd play. Or, uh, never mind. So basically, you'd play three games against Badger South teams. Mm-hmm. There was only one private school in both the Badger North and the Badger South, and that was Madison Edgewood. And they were always like pretty good, but never that great. Oh, okay. And I think it was because they were much smaller than all of us. So they must have like taken that into account, the fact that they were a private school. Like they, they only had like 500 kids, I think. And most of the schools in our conference had between like 700 and 1,000. So they were, they were definitely the smallest school in the conference. And they were always pretty good. And... Uh, the greatest comeback of my entire football career happened against them in the playoffs <laughs> where um, our quarterback passed the ball. Down, but we were a triple option offense. We ran the ball literally 95% of the time. Um, one minute and 50 seconds left in the game, down by uh, five points or something like that uh, with no timeouts. We had to pass the ball straight down the field and managed to do it to win the game in the playoffs. It was pretty epic. But, yeah, the asshole school that everyone hated was uh, Wanakee who mm. literally uh, at one point went to state like eight years in a row in Division Two and won <laughs> state most of those times. Like Football players in Wisconsin around the state probably know them because they're literally a fucking god squad. They always used to go to state. I didn't um, even play football in high school, and I I knew of Wanakee's football team. Yeah. Okay. Because literally every year, like if you even saw the state football matchup, for some reason or another, you'd see Wanakee's name. So, like, I knew I didn't play any like D one schools or anything like that, but I knew like Sun Prairie or um, was it Arrowhead? Yeah, Arrowhead High School. Like some of the some of those big name D one schools that always went to state. Like you, you kind of get familiar with them. So, but yeah, we hated Wanakee, and then Wanakee hated Middleton, which is the local Madison private school that is just. Or, well, they're not even a private school; they're a public school, but they're just might as well be a private school okay. because as anyone who lives in the Madison area mm-hmm. knows, they're like the fucking wealth mm-hmm. in Middleton, Wisconsin is unbelievable for such as like just small little suburb. Like it's just where all the rich people in Madison live and they, and school or pro- public schools in Wisconsin are mostly funded through, uh, property what's it called? Taxes. Uh, yeah. Property taxes. So all the rich people, <laughs> are paying a ton of money and property taxes are also really high in Middleton and th- that school is so rich. Oh yeah. So, so you did- Middleton was the school that was like two tiers above us that we couldn't even hate because they weren't even on our level. It'd be like an ant hating a fucking human being, you know? <laughs> we just we were in the muck, man. We didn't belong. All right. So, yeah. Fucking Xavier. Mm. I've heard of Xavier. Yeah. Because yep. they're, it's, it's like Xavier High School, right? And then there's yeah. Xavier College as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I knew a few of those and always thought that those were fucking lame. One of those <laughs> deals. I guess Madison Edgewood is that too. There's a Madison Edgewood College. So yeah. I guess fair enough. But I didn't really hate Edgewood in the same way. The only player left on the Badgers that I played against in high school is from Madison Edgewood, Jack Dunn. Mm. The wide receiver, mm-hmm. tiny little number 16, who also returns punts. Uh, I, pl- I played against him he, in that game that I was talking about where we did the comeback win. He was a, I think he was a freshman, and uh, he did get some playing time, though, because obviously if you're good enough to play for the Badgers, you're yep. <laughs> good enough to play in high school varsity as a freshman. So, yeah. He, and he's like a redshirt senior, so this is his last. Uh, this will be the last time I've ever played against a current Badger. Which will be kind of sad. Mm. 
because it's literally like the maximum. I played him when he was a freshman, and he is now a redshirt senior. It's the full. It's been nine years. We're old. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're out of it now. Fuck. We're away from it all. I used to know what it was, but then they changed it, and it scares me. And it'll happen to you. I saw a very funny version of that meme the other day. And it was mm-hmm. it was the grandpa talking to the, the you know, two people. And it's like, I used to know what it was, and then they changed it, and now I don't know what it is, and it changed, or, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then it... But he was, like, talking about memes. Yeah. And then he, like, did the point, and it's like, it'll happen to you, and it's, like, the rainbow radial background that was in all the memes ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, the boss baby or whatever the fuck you call it. Um, yeah. it was like, it'll Advice happen animals. to you. Yeah. And then it was the two people he was talking to, and they were deep fried. Yeah. And it said, you don't know what you're talking about, man. We'll be deep fried forever. <laughs> deep fried <laughs> memes will always be in. So... Yeah, poor deep fried. They've are they're already kind of passe. Yeah. No, th- that that was yeah. the joke. Is that? Oh, yes. okay. Deep Fair fried enough. memes were when I, in my opinion, when memes took the the turn into the ethereal nonsense yeah. section Post, of postmodernist memes. memes. Yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then like deep fried was very quickly abandoned for you know something else, something that's nonsense. more clear but more abstract at the same time. Yeah. Like Juan, the horse on a balcony. (laughs) (laughs) Just completely nonsense memes. Like Those have since taken over because Deep Fried was taking something that was culturally relevant and distorting it as like a commentary on like, why is this thing socially relevant? Yeah. And now they've just decided that the actual best way is like nihilism. (laughs) Like that's the best way to provide commentary on memes. It's weird how Wojak's came back. Whose idea was it to add race to Wojak? That was a mistake. Now there's like a thousand different versions of Wojak and it can be anything. I don't think it's bad. Mm. I think, yeah, Wojak is, was ripe for a comeback because right. like, it was always super nonsense and distort. It was, it was kind of before its time, honestly. So it makes sense that it came back around and I was the only one that rated it pretty highly on our I, top 10 or top hundred memes of the decade or top 50, whatever it was. I'm sorry. Rage so. comics were my introduction more so than Wojak. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I, rage comics were absolutely my introduction. Okay. 100%. Well, I remember came afterwards. I remember downloading, because uh, friend of the podcast, Jason Becker, had been like, hey, have you ever read Rage comics? Dude, they're funny. And I was like, really? So I downloaded a Rage comics app that I didn't realize was just pulling from the subreddit, F7U12, yeah. which was which was short for 7Fs and 12Us was the, the subreddit for Rage comics. And I didn't realize that, and they kept referencing F7U12, and I'm like, what is that? So I Googled it, and then I was like, oh, it's a subreddit. And I'm like, wait, what's Reddit? This is cool. And then became oh a Redditor, and that's that's the origin. <laughs> R-E-D-D-I-T.com. Yeah, and now, what's how long have I been on Reddit? I can go to my profile, and it's going to be kind of de- pathetic. But that, and that, I, that day, I signed up for an account, so... Whatever uh, whatever my sign-up date was, September 3rd, 2012 is when I realized that Reddit existed and that I should be on that instead. So I've, I've had eight years on Reddit. For those of you pure Zoomers listening, this is, 
This is the experience of being an online person in 2012. Just stumbling onto Reddit. We didn't know what it was. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, man, this shit was weird. It was the wild, wild west, man. Fucking, I, th- I think, like, some of the really sketchy subreddits were still up right around when I was... Mm-hmm. And they were starting to go down when I was signing up. But, yeah, like... The fucking, like, jailbait and, like, creep shots and shit, those, those were still up and, like, in the process of yep. people realizing, like, wait, is this going to be a legitimate website or, like, a Wild Wild West website? And not just and up, those could settled. hit the front page. Th- those could oh, be, like, absolutely. yeah, this is, all right, just, here's the really top popular. ten on Reddit today. Yeah, they were remarkably popular. Yeah, no, absolutely absolute fucking insanity on reddit and then they introduced like reddit gold and kind of tamed it a little bit and ever since then i've been fighting with people that are like no reddit used to be great it used to be such a fucking utopia so yeah insane man we better do a clap sync before we get to the insane final post roll of 2020 So for the post roll, should we do something about 2020? Yeah. Yes. What should we do? I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys think about 2020? Yay nay. <laughs> you know what? It, I don't think I fully appreciated it. Like while it was going on, I I vote that we go back and do it again, so that I can try to get the second viewing and appreciate it a little bit more. And I'm just savor all the little flavors. <laughs> I, 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 I did have this thought after watching the uh, what's that fucking like N- NB, uh, uh, NFL like animated series on YouTube? You guys turned me on to. Mm-hmm. What is that? Gridiron Heights. Gridiron Heights. After the Gridiron Heights episode, where it turns out 2020 is a time loop. I had that fear. Yeah. I had that fear of what if we yeah. midnight? It's just January first, 2020 again. Is everyone in on it or just you? Because that that was definitely a confusing time loop in that Gridiron Heights episode. Yeah, I, right? I was. It was. I was very confused. It wasn't the best episode. It was like, because what was it? Twenty twenty would repeat until the Browns don't make the playoffs. the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so Baker Mayfield. And Baker was, was saying like, no, there's another way. And he like let him to be like sixteen and zero and stuff, and also like, you know, did all all sorts of other random shit, and it never worked. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like are all of us in on it, or would it be like I have to repeat 2020 um, on my own? I think the three. If all of us are in on it. I feel like it would do a lot of good, and yeah, yeah. improve the year. I, no, but the, if it's just me, I'm not gonna be able to do anything to fix anything. No, the three of us are in on it, and yes, we get out when we. I don't know. Convince just the, the three of us. Yes, I, th- I meant like the world at You're, large. Us three. Us three. We oh, can only get out after no, I don't we figure out how to have. Make America take coronavirus seriously. 
I like you guys, but I don't think I'd choose you as the ones I'd be stuck in a time loop with. Oh. I mean, the thing is, though, is that it is a year-long time right. loop. Right, yeah. Usually, like, because of the whole day thing, it you can't really mm-hmm. build any relationships or, like, you know, maybe even get people onto your side, like, because it's a day, so you don't really have time to do any of that. So if you have a full year, it does feel like you'd have more opportunity to do stuff. Right. But hmm. also, yeah, Baker Mayfield completely focused on like football things rather than like <laughs> yeah, racial justice <laughs> and <laughs> the, the, the pandemic spinning out of control. Like uh, so there is, there is that plot hole in uh, the Gridiron Heights video. I, um, I don't know. I'm, I want to know how we're going to look back on this year in, uh, in 30 years or something. Uh, yeah, what are we all I, feel, think about? I feel like they won't like I I think just as humans that have like created, you know, sections of time for themselves, I feel like a, a year at a time right now is how we kind of view things. But I think looking back, I don't know if anyone will look at a period of time with a, like the boundaries of the specific year. I think going ahead 30 years they'll look back at this time and be like, wow, there was a lot of fucked up shit going on. But they're not going to just go from January 2020 to December 2020. I mean, They'll include well, stuff from the, you know, two or three years previous, and they'll include stuff from the, you know, next two years and all that shit. And they'll be like, this was a crazy five-year span or something. I don't know. I, I agree that it's not going to be exactly a year, but I think that... Uh, with you know the coronavirus vaccine being distributed now and hopefully that starts being effective yeah. it's going to be like like around 2020 was kind of defined by this yeah. thing and it's such a memorable year i think it'll it might end up being a lot like the summer of 69 you know like the yeah. summer of love it's memorable because it's a memorable year and also a yeah. lot of shit happened yes. like you know I, so i i wouldn't be shocked if you know like 2020 ends up being like another one of those years that is super memorable because it's both a memorable year and also a fuck ton of shit happened. So, um, and yeah, hopefully the vaccine rolls out in the first half of 2021, but eh, we'll see. And then, uh, yeah, things will, things will start to calm down and 2021 won't be as memorable as 2020, but who knows? I think, I don't know. I think personally, I, this year couldn't be what I really wanted it to be, but I definitely don't think I'd let it go to waste either. Does that make sense? Because that was, that, that was, I think, one of our biggest fears, like, when the quarantine started, that, like, this is, we're losing our, our, a defining span of time in our 20s to this. And, well, that's at least partially true, I think, I don't know, I, I think I still did some stuff that I'm proud of this year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. I, I still had personal victories within 2020, but right. I do acknowledge that like my life is com- on a completely different path now than yeah. it was in and, the beginning of 2020. And also we are absolutely the lucky ones or like some yeah. some of the lucky ones. Like I All of us managed to keep our yeah, jobs. Yeah, that, like, yeah. that in and of itself is insane. One, we can do our jobs remotely and so we were yeah. able to keep our jobs. Two, Turns out I really like working from home, like so I didn't like just hate my fucking life. Um, I I live with my girlfriend and that has been great. 
you know, which like is I, not always the case, though. Yeah. No. There have been so many splits, man. Yeah. No, Just no, no, in my I, own I'm, personal I'm saying like, like me personally, like I I yeah. was able to take this year and turn it into something that wasn't awful. But that is not the case for a lot of people. Like because some some people may like they may have had a objectively okay time in the grand scheme of things but yeah they they could have broken up with their significant other because they're stuck living together and they just don't work like that or uh you could have lost your job or you could be a designated essential worker and be forced to put your life on the goddamn line so that you can make someone's burrito Mm -hmm. um it's just yeah it's been a shit show for a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah I've, or lose I've a loved one, okay. or have health effects yeah. from this virus that are going to be things that we are not fully aware of right now. There, there are going to be long-lasting health effects throughout our population that are not going to be fully understood for probably decades. I, I saw a uh, an article the other day saying that they're finding in small, uh, like like small amounts of people that have recovered from COVID abnormal levels of like psychosis among those mm-hmm. uh, populations that sometimes coronavirus can fuck up your body in ways that we don't understand yet and just make you go absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, what like some, some people and, and they don't have the full data because um, they weren't able to obviously measure the people before they contracted COVID, but that COVID patients are now um, more impotent than mm. they were, like yeah. than the than the average. Like if you're measuring COVID patients and impotence, like it weighted just purely against the average, because obviously they didn't. Right. Hey, are you impotent before they got sick? Like mm-hmm. it became relevant after they got sick, but yeah, like that's increasing now too. So who even knows what it, what kind of havoc it wrecks on the reproductive system? Like pregnancies take nine months to happen. Like, for all we know, like, nine months ago was when this shit kind of kicked off. Things might get really fucked here. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's insane what's happening and completely unprecedented. And I don't know, man. And also, I'm one of those people that's like, I don't know, is 30 years in the future even possible? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a little misleading to be <laughs> like, oh, what are we going to think in 2050 about 2020? It's like, well, thought has kind of... <laughs> been replaced by the desperate struggle for survival so i (laughs) there's no time to think hey you ever think about like what things were like back in you know the before time yeah like 30 years ago what's a year yeah what what's 30 i don't know how to write (laughs) (laughs) education is irrelevant no, I'm just we a all... battery. That is all I do with my existence. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> hey, I know that, like, our consciousnesses are in the Matrix, so I'm just a husk of a person who functions as a battery for our robot overlords, but, uh, have you ever thought about 30 years ago? <laughs> God damn it. 30 yeah. years ago mm. was 1964. No, no. Uh... Yeah, they put people in the Matrix but it's and the make them think that they were that they belong in the year 1994. Even the people that were born after it. <laughs> Good God, that will be a that'd be a nightmare. I don't want to live in the 90s. I fucking hate the 90s. Am I the only one? I 
uh, elaborate. I don't feel Why? many ways about the 90s. I do not like the 90s. I don't like the 80s either. And then I don't like any other decade before that because of the racism. Yeah. So, well, like... that That's the thing, is that everyone keeps saying, you know, like, oh, I was born in the wrong time. Like, the 70s were cool, the 60s were cool, or the 50s, 40s, what, whatever time period you want. They're, they're taking one or two aspects from it and ignoring the rest of it that was probably really shitty. Or, yeah. you know, they're, they're taking the perspective of, you know, the wealthy and the elite from, you know, the 30s, let's say. And they're like, yeah, that, that seemed pretty fucking cool. I, I want to be that. Ignoring that 99% of the population had a really rough time. Or, yeah, yeah you know, they say the 60s and 70s are cool because of the fashion and the music. But they ignore all of the racism and the riots and the war and all that shit. Um, I don't really know what was going on in the 90s, except it still just wasn't as so good cringe. as it currently is in terms of, like, social justice. But, I mean, even... What, five years ago? Are people going to be like, oh man, I really wanted to live in the 20 teens? <laughs> I just, I don't know if there has ever been a good period of time. <laughs> no, there definitely hasn't been an objectively like good period of time, but the 90s to me are super cringe. The 80s are like, ugh. Like they're, there's just, they're just nothing grown. good in the 80s. It may yeah. not be like then, the worst, but it's just, there's nothing good about it. Yeah. And then everything before that is just racist so it's just like fuck man and like not that even today isn't racist but yeah. like to to such a degree that i don't I, if you transported me from 2020 into any age before 1980 i don't think i could live a day without that that deep feeling that i get in the pit of my stomach when mm -hmm. someone says like oh wow colin kaepernick and all those selfish millionaires like kneeling mm. and i just go like fucking mm, boy i feel so unsettled right now i feel so not at home yeah like, there's just nothing in me that has ever wanted to live in another period of time because of like the trivial things like yeah i'd be like oh i, I like the movies of the you know name a decade or, you can watch them now though yeah but but no but i mean like that that's the whole thing is that like if people say oh man i really like the fashion of the 70s then you can dress like that to be, I think the fashion yeah. one is a little bit harder than like you can just watch those movies. Like, I think there's it is definitely a, it a is, social. It is acceptable nowadays to wear pretty much anything. You want and to be I, acceptable I don't mean that as a negative. and like approved. I think that's cool. Like, acceptable and approved are definitely two different things here. Like, sure, you will be tolerated if you dress like you're from the '70s, if, but you're definitely not going to fit in and feel like you belong. Sure, if you do that. If you wear an ascot so. in the '70s, you are wearing an ascot in the '70s. You put on an ascot now, you are an <laughs> ascot guy. Yeah, you're the ascot guy now. You are. You are absolutely. This is your personality. Yeah, and people are going to think that you're like peacocking and that you're trying to make it your thing. So like. I don't know that it's quite the same thing. Obviously, yeah, you can do it if you really, really want to. But it'd be a lot easier because you'd be just fitting in if you yeah. lived in that time period. Whereas the movies, it's just like, no, just watch them now. Like, There's no change, man. You didn't have to. You can even go and see them in theaters sometimes. Like They'll, be, they'll have weird anniversary screenings and stuff. Yeah. It's not a big deal. No, I... There's, there's literally no downside. The, this time period is what we deserve. I'm fine with it. It's not the time period that we needed, but the one we deserved. <laughs> We're all just fucking cretins and God's light, and we have fallen short of his glory, so <laughs> we deserve the year 2020. 
It's like all the, it's like what, uh, who's the Jerry Faldwell, the Liberty guy saying that America deserved 9-11. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's a, that's a take. That's a take. That's for sure. And we we are coming up on forty minutes, so we deserve an end to this podcast, an end to twenty twenty. Thank you all so much for listening to us throughout this year. Uh, if you like what you heard, as always, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Act blue link in the description down below. If you want to help out a collection of great causes, we are on Patreon at v two underscore podcast on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Lucas Writer. Do something fun tonight, if you can. Be safe, but do something fun. You deserve it. Let's. You don't deserve to... <laughs> to live in a better period of time, but you do deserve to have some fun tonight. Let's. After that, let's try to make twenty twenty one a better year. All right. Bye. <laughs>